Welcome to Storytime with Dad. Today, we will be reading Cinderella. Once upon a time, there was a gentleman who married for his second wife, the proudest and most arrogant woman that was ever seen. His new wife had also been married once before, and had two daughters who were just as arrogant as she was. He had, likewise, by another wife, a young daughter, but of unparalleled goodness and sweetness, which she got from her mom, who was the best person in the whole world. No sooner was the wedding over, when the new wife began to show who she truly was. She could not bear the good qualities of this pretty girl, especially since they made her own daughters appear even more terrible by comparison. So, she gave this girl the worst chores in the house. She washed the dishes, the tables, she cleaned the house, and even her sister's rooms. She was given a terrible bed to sleep in while her sisters slept in fine rooms, with beautiful floors, upon the most comfortable beds, and where they had large mirrors so they could see themselves at their full length from head to foot. The poor girl dealt with everything and dared not tell her father. She thought it would have caused her much more trouble. When she had done her work, she used to go near the chimney and sit down among the cinders and the ashes. This led to her nickname, Cinderella. However, Cinderella even covered in ashes was a hundred times better looking than her sisters, even though they were always dressed in expensive clothes. It happened that the king's son gave a ball and invited everybody of fashion to it. Cinderella's sisters were also invited because they were always dressed in fashionable clothing. They were delighted at this invitation and were wonderfully busy in choosing out gowns that would make them look stunning. This was a new trouble to Cinderella because it was she who ironed her sister's clothes. They talked all day long of nothing but how they should be dressed. For my part, said the eldest, I will wear my red velvet suit with French trimming. And I, said the youngest, shall have my usual gown. But then to make amends for that, I will carry my gold-flowered purse and my diamond tiara. And with that, they sent for the best florist they could get to make up their corsages, Mademoiselle de la Poche. Cinderella was also called upon to be consulted in all these matters because she had an excellent eye for beauty and always gave them good advice and offered her services to do their hair, which they were obviously very willing to accept. As she was doing this, they said to her, Cinderella, would you not be glad to go to the ball? Of course, said she, but you only joke with me. It is not for girls like me to attend. You're right, they replied. It would make all the people laugh to see a girl covered in ashes and cinders at a ball. Anyone but Cinderella would have dressed the sisters poorly to get revenge, but she was very good and dressed them perfectly. They were so excited they went almost two days without eating. They were constantly looking at themselves in the mirror. At last, the happy day came. They went to court and Cinderella followed them with her eyes as long as she could, and when she had lost sight of them, she fell down crying. Her godmother, who saw her all in tears, asked her what was the matter. I wish I could. I wish I could. She was not able to say the rest because she was crying so hard. This godmother of hers, who was a fairy, said to her, You wish you could go to the ball too, huh? Yes, cried Cinderella with a great sigh. Well, said her godmother, be a good girl and I will see what I can do. Then she took into her bedroom and said to her, Run into the garden and bring me a pumpkin. 
Cinderella went immediately to gather the best she could get and brought it to her godmother, not being able to imagine how this pumpkin could make her go to the ball. Her godmother scooped out all of the insides of it, having left nothing but the rind. When finished, she struck it with her wand, and the pumpkin was instantly turned into a fine coach, gilded all over with gold. She then went to look into her mousetrap, where she found six mice, all alive, and she ordered Cinderella to lift up the little trap door, then gave each mouse a little tap with her wand as it left the trap. The mice were almost immediately turned into fine horses, which altogether made a very fine set of six horses of a beautiful mouse-colored dapple gray. This was all well and good, but there were no more mice from which to make a coachman. I will go and see, says Cinderella, if there is a rat in the rat trap. We may still make a fine coachman of him. Very good idea, replied her godmother. Go and look. Cinderella brought the trap to her, and in it there were three huge rats. The fairy picked up the best one, tapped him with her wand, and turned him into a fat, jolly coachman, who had the best-looking mustache her eyes had ever seen. After that, she said to Cinderella, Go again into the garden, and you will find six lizards behind the watering pot. Bring them to me. She had no sooner done so when her godmother turned them into six footmen, who skipped up immediately behind the coach, with their uniforms all decked out with gold and silver, and marched in a single file behind each other as if they had done nothing else their whole lives. The fairy then said to Cinderella, Well, you see here an entourage fit to go to the ball with. Are you not pleased with it? Oh, yes, she cried. But do I have to go like this, in these nasty rags? Her godmother only just touched her with her wand, and at that same instant her clothes were turned into gold and silver cloth, all beset with jewels. This done, she gave her a pair of glass slippers, the prettiest in the whole world. Being now dressed for a ball, she got up into her coach. But her godmother, above all things, commanded her not to stay till after midnight, telling her, at the same time, that if she stayed one moment longer, the coach would be a pumpkin again, and her horses mice, her coachman a rat, her footmen lizards, and her clothes rags just as they were before. She promised her grandmother that she would not stay one second past midnight, and then away she went in her coach, hardly able to contain her joy. The prince was told that a great princess, whom nobody knew, had arrived. He ran out to receive her. He gave her his hand as she came out of the coach and led her into the ball among all the guests. There was immediately a profound silence. Everybody stopped dancing and the violins ceased to play. The newcomer, Cinderella, was so beautiful that nobody could take their eyes off her. People began to exclaim, Wow, how beautiful she is! I've never seen anyone like her! The king himself, old as he was, could not help watching her either and telling the queen softly that it had been a long time since he had seen such a beautiful and lovely girl with her son. All the ladies were upset when comparing their clothes with Cinderella, and hoped that they might have such a beautiful dress made for themselves the very next day, if they could even find such exquisite cloth. The prince then walked her to the seat closest to his, and then took her out to dance. She danced so very gracefully that they all the more admired her. After dancing, a fine dinner was served up 
where the young prince ate not a bite because he was so busy looking at Cinderella. Later, Cinderella went and sat by her sisters. Being very polite, she shared part of the oranges and apples that the prince had presented her with. This very much surprised them because they didn't even recognize her. While Cinderella was entertaining her sisters, she heard the clock strike 11.45, and she immediately made a curtsy to the guests and ran away as fast as she could. When she got home, she ran to seek out her godmother, and after having thanked her, she said she wished she could go back the next day because the prince really seemed to like her. As she was eagerly telling her godmother everything that happened at the ball, her two sisters knocked at the door. Cinderella ran and opened it. Wow, you stayed out of the ball a long time, she cried, yawning, rubbing her eyes, and stretching herself as if she had been woken from sleep. She had not, however, any desire to sleep after her eventful night. If you had been at the ball, said one of her sisters, you would not have been tired with it either. There was even a beautiful princess, the most beautiful ever seen with human eyes. She was very polite to us. Cinderella seemed very indifferent to their story. She asked them the name of the princess, but they told her they didn't know it. The king's son was very upset as well. He also wanted to know who the princess was and would give all the world to know the answer. At this, Cinderella smiled and replied, She must, then, be very beautiful. How happy you have been! Could I not see her? Ah, dear Miss Charlotte, please! Lend me your yellow dress, which you wear every day, so that I may go and meet her. Ha! Never! cried Miss Charlotte. Share my clothes with you? You're covered in cinders and ashes. You'd have no idea how to care for a dress like mine. Cinderella indeed expected this answer, and was very glad of the refusal. She would have had to wear the dress if her sister gave it to her, not recognizing that Cinderella didn't even really want it. The next day, the two sisters were back at the ball, and so was Cinderella, but dressed even more magnificently than before. The prince was always with her, and never stopped showering her with compliments. Cinderella was enjoying this so much that she forgot her godmother's rule about midnight. Suddenly, the clock struck twelve when she thought it was no later than eleven. She rose up and fled, nimble as a deer. The prince followed, but couldn't catch her. She lost one of her glass slippers while running, which the prince picked up very carefully. She got home but was completely out of breath and back in her ragged old clothes. There was nothing left of all her finery except the one little glass slipper that had stayed on her feet. The guards at the palace gate were asked if they had seen a princess go out, but they had seen nobody go out but a young girl who was very poorly dressed. When the two sisters returned from the ball, Cinderella asked them if they had had fun and if the princess had been there. They told her yes, but that she had had to hurry away immediately when it struck twelve, and with so much haste that she dropped one of her little glass slippers, the prettiest in the world, which the king's son had picked up. He had done nothing but look at her the whole time at the ball, and he was very much in love with the beautiful girl who owned that little slipper. What they said was very true. For a few days after the king's son announced, by sound of a royal trumpet, that he would marry the girl whose foot the slipper would just fit, the prince's men began to try the slipper upon the ladies across the land, then the duchesses, and all the court, but it would not fit anybody. Then it was brought to the two sisters, who did all they could possibly do to force their foot into the slipper, 
but they couldn't do it either. Cinderella, who saw all this and knew her slipper, said to them laughing, Let me see if it will not fit me. Her sisters burst out laughing and began to make fun of her. The gentleman holding the slipper looked hard at Cinderella, and finding her a very good-looking girl despite the soot, said, Let her have a turn. I have orders to fit every lady across the land. He asked Cinderella to sit down, and putting the slipper to her foot, he found it went on very easily. It fit her as if it had been tailor-made for her foot alone. Her two sisters were speechless, but even more surprised when Cinderella pulled out of her pocket the other slipper and put it on her foot. It was then that her godmother came in, touched Cinderella with her wand, and restored her beautiful clothing. Her two sisters now gazed upon the princess whom they had seen at the ball. They threw themselves at her feet and asked forgiveness for all their mistreatment. Cinderella took them up and, as she embraced them, cried that she forgave them with all her heart and wished for them to always love her. She was escorted to the young prince dressed in her fine clothing. He thought her more charming than ever and a few days later married her. Cinderella, who was no less good and kind than beautiful, gave her two sisters rooms at the palace. The End The story of Cinderella goes back at least 400 years. Some think it goes even further back to the story of Rhodopis 2,000 years ago. The reason why this story is timeless is simple. It describes the story of a girl who is born into poverty, but through the goodness of her character, succeeds in life. Success is not about how much money we have. In this story, the important thing to note is that Cinderella never loses her goodness of character or her integrity. A few times it is mentioned that Cinderella was treated poorly by others, but no matter what happened to her, good or bad, she was always kind and helpful to other people, even the ones who treated her badly. This continuing belief of Cinderella's, of being kind to others, is the true success in this story. At the end, Cinderella even provides rooms in the castle to her terrible stepsisters. She didn't do this because they deserved it. She did this because she was good to everyone, regardless of how they treated her. This principle of showing kindness and love is what's truly important in life. Loving someone is a choice, a decision that you make, not just an emotion that you feel. Nobody's perfect, and sometimes we all need to be the one who gives others a second or third chance to fix their mistakes. If you've ever needed a second chance, I'm sure you can understand how good it feels to be given that chance, but also how good it feels to be forgiven. And through it all, we can't let the hurt that others sometimes cause us teach us to be mean in return. We all can do better than that. You can do better than that. I know you can. If you enjoy these stories, don't forget to rate Storytime with Dad. Also, if there's a story you want me to read, send an email and feedback to hello at storytimewithdad.com or tweet me at dadstorytime. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.